Welcome to The Foo Bar here on Limerick City Community Radio 99.9 FM across Limerick City and County. My name is Shawnee Ryan and this show is all about technology, different things that are happening in the world of technology or just anything technology related. And if you have any topics you want us to cover or any products you're interested in or even have any problems you're having in uh, tech these days, I'd be delighted to get an email from you, email info at lccr.ie. Hopefully we can cover the topic here and maybe if you have a problem, we can maybe find an answer to any of your issues. And the Foo Bar is sponsored by the Limerick Post newspaper, where you can get all of the latest local news on limerickpost.ie. And don't forget, you can always subscribe to different podcasts. And we're delighted actually here on the Foo Bar that we are part of the podcast team on the Limerick Post. Uh, this show goes out as part of the Tech Post podcast as well. So if you ever miss it here on a Sunday, make sure you subscribe to the Limerick Post podcast. Go into your podcasting app, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, whether it's Pocket cast a cast uh, overcast or just the apple podcast app or google podcast whatever one you use go in and subscribe to the limerick post there's some great different podcasts that come out regularly okay and i'm joined again this week by dave o'neill dave how are you doing i am good how are yeah. you Great, great to be back on the air and back recording and um, we have so much to get through i don't think we'll uh, we'll get everything done in an hour today uh, so I suppose but let's get get straight into it um, Dave there's been a lot happening like after a summer of kind of a uh, bit of lukewarm news all the way through um, things are kind of starting to kick off again in the tech world there's loads of things happening uh, so um, I suppose the first thing I want to cover is the Galaxy Unpacked event from a couple of days ago. So uh, I presume you had a good look at this, and you're you're a Galaxy man. Well, you're not actually. You're you're an Android man, but um, yeah. Galaxy. I've had a few Galaxy devices yeah. down through the years. Okay, and well, what's what's your current phone that you have at the moment, Dave? It's a OnePlus Six T. Right, and how do you find that? I, I I think it's quite good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't feel a pressing need to change it. It just got the Android 11 update um, last week, actually. Uh, oh. um, it took a while, but uh, got it in the end. Um, still a good phone, but, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I might replace it next year, but it's doing well. Oh, good. Okay, uh, let's um, let's talk about the Galaxy Unpacked event first, and will we go through mm-hmm. it in what they in the order that they did it on on the the event anyway do you want to start sure, off the yeah. watch um okay well my impression so far on the watch is um the the, the new watch four is it um and yes the the fact that they're now going with this uh ties and uh, like that google have developed the wear os in conjunction with samsung to, uh, to base it on tizen and i think the, uh, the Galaxy Watch. To me, my only way I can put this is it has finally grown up. Yeah, you could say that. Now, their watches have always been a cut above um, most other Android-based uh, watches or um, non-Apple-based watches, if you want to say that, right? They've always kind of been kind of the premium end of things. Yes. But the, the whole thing with Tizen, Tizen uh, is a good operating system, and Wear OS, unfortunately, has kind of been neglected a bit uh, over the years. It hasn't really evolved much. Now, this collaboration with Samsung by Google is going to make uh, Wear OS um, 
it's going to make it decent now for pretty much any watch that would run it, you know, in the future. So it's not just benefiting Samsung watch at this point. In the future, it's going to benefit uh, a lot of other watches as well that have avoided using Wear OS because it's been a bit scant on features and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Up to now, Wear OS was kind of, I don't know, it just, just didn't feel complete or it felt as though it was lacking a bit of attention. It just didn't get... It, Definitely it, lacking attention, for yeah. sure. And it seems as though now that Samsung have put this like gone heavy into this and it is really uh, an apple watch competitor now so yeah like that that's it's right up there when you look at the feature set uh all the like even hardware wise and software wise the feature set of it now is actually quite good it's it's got everything that you could need really mm. um yeah now they're they're like they were they were showing off the Galaxy Watch Four and the Galaxy Watch Four Classic, and I can't really tell the difference between the two of them. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, the Classic seems to be more like a, a premium um, base material and stuff like that. It it just seems like a, a more classic look. So it's built probably with um, better metals. I'm not sure if it's if it's aluminum or if it's um, stainless steel or whatever, but it just looks like a, a more premium watch, if you will. But I don't think mm. in terms of the features there there's any difference because they didn't distinguish any when they were talking about it. No, they didn't. They didn't make any kind of uh, mm. just that one was this or the other was this. They didn't they didn't go into any of that. Uh, yeah. it, it just kind of said Galaxy 4 and Galaxy 4 Classic. That's really right. That was it. And, and the classic is going to come with a heftier price tag as well. That's the only thing. Yeah. 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 So the like the features that the one of the big features that stood out for me with the watch is this um, your the, the kind of the body massing indexing that did like it'll detect your uh, I suppose is it your kind of your fat content in your body? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty interesting. And I'm not sure if that's one of the uh, things that will be left out of the European market, because sometimes when they when Samsung have released watches in the past, um, some of the features have been cut from the EU market because the regulatory um, requirements haven't been met or whatever. Um, wh whereas in the US they have. Yeah. So Most yeah, those, that did seem like a pretty good feature. I don't think any other watch has that, does no, it? No, no, definitely doesn't. No. Um, one of like you're right there in terms of features that, um, especially because you're going into the area of medical devices mm -hmm. or medical information, that it does take some time for these features to get approved in different countries. So right. even even like I know with the Apple Watch, the ECG feature is still. It's still been rolled out to different countries. It's still kind of coming and not everybody Oh, we don't have it. that here? We do. We do. We do have oh, it here. Okay. Yeah. So I can actually, I have an Apple Watch and I can do my ECG connection on it. Now, when you say ECG, like if you actually ask a, a medical person, they'll tell you that's not a real ECG because it, it's basically kind of what, two, two contacts, um, your wrist and your finger on the crown. So whereas when you go into a hospital and do an ECG, they're putting maybe six or eight probes on you to do an ECG. Yeah. Uh, so what you're getting is not an official medical one in, in strict terms. But at the same time, there have been plenty of stories of the watch uh, alerting people to like high, high heart rates or irregular rhythm and mm. uh, advising them to go to the doctor. And some people have uh, found issues, uh, cardiac issues through this. So like if one person gets uh, gets alert and gets something uh, fixed, 
then it's done its job. So, yeah, but again, all these things are subject to regulatory approval in each country. Um, so, uh, well, I suppose Europe, you kind of get it across European if you pass the European body uh, in the EU. But um, yeah, the, other than that, the, the watch, um, it has the standard stuff of all. They've gone heavy into the fitness now. Uh, the, your fitness tracking, your sleep tracking, they're, they're going really down that line. And I think that's where these wearable devices, that's their niche. It's not for functionality of messaging or anything like that. Fitness is where these things are at. Yeah, they've been going that way now for a while, I think. And um, But it's still handy to have one, whether you're a fitness nut or you just like to listen to music on the go or whatever have you. Sometimes they can be pretty handy to have. Now, for me, I haven't really... Uh, you know, taking the plunge and gotten one. But if I was to get one, I would probably look at Samsung uh, myself, to be honest with you, because again, like I said, they're probably the, the creme of watches outside of the Apple Watch. Um, and you know me, I, I don't have an Apple uh, iPhone or anything like that and uh, probably never will. Mm, probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but That's yeah. That's what brings the balance to this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, one of the, the other features that really... Um, caught my eye was the sleep anal uh, analysis yeah um because i know my sleep hasn't been great over the last couple of years and i've i've been thinking about seeing a doctor i, I, I probably do need to see one but it would be kind of cool to get an indication you know if i get a watch and it's able to tell me how much actual sleep i'm getting per night um then that would be that would be either I'm completely wrong, or maybe it might tell me something I already suspect. Yeah, they're they're getting like there's a lot of advances in the in the sleep tracking now, and it's like sleep is so important to every single human anyway. Um, yeah, that they they're they're doing so much now in terms of like detecting your your motion in the bed so they know when you're in deep REM sleep as opposed mm -hmm. to kind of like your mid sleep where you're 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 moving around um and then they're doing some of the things they're doing now is they're actually listening to maybe your snoring pattern or your breathing pattern so well that's what the samsung one is apparently doing yeah yeah so the, the biosensor is going to check your heart rate and it knows like when you're kind of when your heart rate lowers while you're asleep um but the breathing like actually listening and if it detects that you're a loud snorer then you might be disrupting your own sleep pattern with your own mm. snoring so you're not getting into that deep sleep that you need so i definitely advise div i definitely advise go and get one and try it out if you're not sleeping properly it's uh it's a it's, it's a big issue and like the fact that these things they're they're not expensive really now. It's it's an affordable device. And if it can mm. give you some indication that you can then go to your doctor with a bit of um, tracking analysis in the app and show them and say, right, here is my sleeping pattern over the last month. Then and it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, because it is quite a common issue. Uh, people not getting the sleep they need every night. Like a friend of mine um, recently was in hospital over um, potentially having sleep apnea. And... Um, he has to yet do a proper sleep study, but it's looking very likely that he has it. And, oh. you know, uh, you know, he doesn't have a smartwatch, but um, I, I guess it took him years to figure it out uh, as it would happen. Like, you know, he's a single guy. I'm a single guy. So, um, you know, when you're you're not sharing a bed with someone every single night, you're not going to um, no, not many people would pick up on it. 
because yeah. you're not going to realize it yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it and it that is correct that when you are sharing a bed with someone, the other person lets you know if you're disrupting their sleep. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Mm. So definitely, Dave, I think uh, you do a bit of online shopping while we're talking here now and go straight yeah. on and buy one of these. Uh, so like the Galaxy Watch would still work with your Android phone, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. even when you had um, uh, like full Tizen and stuff like that, it obviously mm. always worked with uh, Android phones. Yeah. So you don't yeah. need to go completely in on all the Galaxy stuff. You can decide now just to keep your OnePlus phone and get your Galaxy watch. Absolutely. I don't think you need a, a Galaxy phone as such. Now, I don't know. I can't say for sure if every single feature will be available if you don't have a, a Galaxy phone or not. But um, they kind of, I don't know, I kind of got the impression that that maybe some features wouldn't be available, but then they started talking about this whole, oh, open ecosystem and stuff like that. So mm. I was kind of confused for a little yeah. while. Yeah, I know. I would, I would actually like to test this out, actually, and get some more information and go back to listeners mm. with, with a bit more... Um, a bit more analysis on this of actually is there anything missing because you definitely they, would, they wouldn't go stating that in the event anyway uh, but yeah. uh, it might might do a bit of reading or if you get one of those watches you might be able to report back to us Absolutely. Know. Now, here's the thing. Now, before you shop and buy, what you might do is find an unboxing that someone in Europe has done, like the UK or something like that, rather than an American video. Yeah. And let them uh, kind of give you the review because they'll tell you what features are missing. So yeah. if you have uh, any preference to a tech channel based in the UK or whatever have you, maybe they'll, they'll get their hands on it and give you a, a, an in-depth review of what it's like to have it in the UK. And chances yeah. are what's available in the UK will be available here. Yes, usually it is. Yeah. Okay. And uh, maybe Dave, you can be our local unboxer. Yeah. <laughs> you could do the video. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that on YouTube. Would you? <laughs> You'd get at least one view. <laughs> at least one. Uh, I'll lick the box open. I'll do it all yeah. slow and sexy like. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's it. You're getting zero views now. <laughs> I'm resending my viewer. <laughs> all right, Dave, let's move on from the watch and go on to the Galaxy Fold. So they showed us two uh phones foldable phones mm -hmm. and now we've we've talked at length before about the foldable phones um over the last few years when they were announced and how i suppose our our view we've we've been unified on this of that it wasn't ready it wasn't uh their mainstream but it was mm -hmm. a great um kind of first device to get out there to kind of open the market up for this and hopefully get a competition and have a few people uh, getting better devices and uh, more reliable, better screens, better hinges, that kind of thing. That once, once it gets out there and you get through the first kind of beta devices, that they get better. And my impression of this one, so we got the Galaxy uh, Z Fold 3 and mm -hmm. the Galaxy Z flip tree right and uh, looking at them they're quite good 
They, they, they seem to be. They seem yeah. to be engineered properly, like yeah. uh, going through everything with the hinge and the, the whole mm-hmm. water resistance and the, the fact that uh, they, they got the S Pen working with it, all that yeah. kind of stuff. They've really thought it out this time. Yes, definitely. Um, and they're, they're quite good devices. They're like the specs wise, um, you've got very good screens and uh, good um, processor, everything. The specs are quite good on these things. Um, yeah. And I just, I was actually the first time looking at these foldable phones and actually saying, right, we could be on the cusp of the, of, of proper foldable phones to the mass market. The only problem is the price is still high. It's, yeah, yeah. but but when you mass market something, the price goes down uh, yeah. very quickly. Yeah. So you so, never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It depends on um, how many other manufacturers get in on it. Uh, we had Motorola get in on it before. Mm-hmm. Um um, I Apple? don't think they oh, have God, much. I don't know. What do you think? Apple, do you think they'll ever do a foldable phone? Um, they'll be very late to the market on that, I think. I think it's one they of those will. things that until they can do something, they don't tend to be leaders in these areas. Uh, no, it's no same of, with the watch. They were late with the watch as well. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. And kind of leapfrogged everybody when they did it. Hmm. And But it's it's like their ethos is until we can do it perfectly we're not going to do it yeah yeah that seems to be their value system when it comes to yeah. new devices these days i mean like they were the first ones to come out with a proper smartphone like i mean there were smartphones before the iphone but they yeah. weren't proper smartphones really you know no, the, the, but, the, yeah i suppose smartphone would be a loose term at the time but yeah, yeah what they did changed the game and everything and yeah, then, like yeah, yeah, there was Nokia's and stuff like that with their physical keyboards, and they could do email and stuff like that. But it didn't. Mm. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the smartphone experience that we're used to. Yeah, and Apple changed the market in terms of the control the carriers had over you as well. Because if you remember before the iPhone, remember how much we were paying for data. Oh, absolutely! And yeah, like uh, terrible connections, uh, slow at everything, and really high data costs. And then suddenly, this thing came along, and it forced them all to rethink about what they did with data. So yeah. now, now we have your all-you-can-eat data packages for quite cheap. Um, but that was that was a game changer at the time because the the phone wasn't, um, or they, they kind of cut out the carrier's control over the phone. Even even down to software updates, which you well, yeah. You see, the thing is with Android uh, phones, carriers still have their own branding on their their software updates and stuff like yeah. that. So if you buy an unlocked, uh, let's say, Galaxy phone, um, you'll get the updates directly from Samsung. But if you buy it off of, let's say, one of the the carriers, then you um, your update will be delayed slightly because then Samsung have to push that to the carriers in order for them to add their branding to it, and then it's sent out over the air to you. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. not with Apple. Apple wouldn't, they'd never allow that. No, they want full control over the whole thing, the hardware, the software. Mm. Uh, very Apple-like. Uh, but let's get on with this fold anyway, right? Um, yeah. Okay, the one thing that, actually no, there's two really, um, and I'll probably end up making that three or four by the time I'm finished with this. <laughs> um, when the phone is unfolded and they were showing, kind of watching Netflix or anything on the internal screen, it to me looks like a four by three aspect ratio and 
viewing it you kind of seem to like the, the widescreen was gone it was like a big four by three you're going back to the the 80s watching tv again on your sorry was this on the uh, the flip or the fold on the fold okay. right that when you opened it out and you had your kind of tablet size phone um mm. it just the aspect ratio just looked wrong because they they showed going from the outside and watching it on the outside in kind of landscape and yeah you had your widescreen experience and then opened it up and watching it and it just seemed to cut off everything and i was like have they got the aspect ratio wrong on this or have they done something wrong and and it just didn't seem like using the internal screen for viewing was optimal now that could be just me and maybe there's settings to reduce it down and kind of give you a letterbox format but uh, i don't know i'd imagine there would be yeah there has to be but it just seemed odd that you're going to a square um shape inside and i know that there's constraints there there's physical constraints but i don't know it just that was that was the one thing that jumped out at me that the the video content looked odd on the internal screen yeah, you're right. Uh, and I'm not a fan of letterboxing. I like using the full, um, my full screen. Like I'm looking at two 27 inch monitors right now, both 16.9, which is optimal for me because I don't want an ultra wide. I want to yeah. be able to use one monitor to watch TV shows. Yeah. And most TV shows are 16.9. For me, that is perfect. Yeah. Um, no, most phones today are not 16.9 anymore. Um, they're a kind of like, 20 something uh so they're slightly cinematic but mm. you still get it better like you know the letterboxing or pillar boxing wouldn't be as as big on that aspect ratio as it would be on a, a more four three kind of tablets uh form factor if you will yeah yeah mm. so but i think that would be the problem with most tablets i think they have brought out 16 9 tablets in the past or at least something close to it but you just kind of look at it and it doesn't look right i don't think you, when you have a tablet you do want to have a kind of a more squarish kind of device really i think yeah it, it for for general stuff even like browsing yeah. the web or anything like that or reading your email it is better to have the real estate there that kind of that shape yes. real estate but just the content on the video that was the first thing that jumped out at me just looking i was like oh that seems a bit odd but yeah i'd have to use one i'd have to have one in my hand to actually completely and utterly make a judgment on it um so that's kind of the the first thing the second thing then is in the 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 fold when it's closed it looks very bulky i wouldn't like to put that in my pocket Yes, it's basically two phones, um, you know, stuck yeah. together. And yeah. it's like having two phones in your pocket, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I I know they're like they'd be slimmer than a normal phone, but it just seemed very, very bulky. Um, and I don't think there's a way around that at the moment because to, to be able to contain enough battery life um, and mm-hmm. the screens themselves and the hinge and the technology for this, I can't see how they can make this much thinner that a foldable phone is going to be like, it's still going to be a bulky thing in your pocket. So for me, I would be, if I was going to go out and buy one of these in the morning, I would be buying the flip because now you have a half size phone. It's still bulky when it's folded, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a smaller device. And it and just means that when it's opened, you get your full size screen. 
So you're going from a half-size screen to a, a full phone rather than going from a full phone to a tablet. Yeah, true, true. And like there's appeal for both of them. Like you know, that's that's why I, I imagine they decided to make um, those two foreign factors uh, foldable phones. It's just that some people wa- don't want a big bulky phone in their pocket and they just want to, like, like you, you always said that you prefer a smaller screen, you yeah. know, on, on, a, on a phone at least. Hmm. That'll probably change and, as I get older. <laughs> Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, but you know, it's 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 still it's a good idea. Both are, are a very good idea for me. I would want to get the full size one for myself. If I was okay. going to go for a foldable phone, I'd want the full size. Right. Okay. So yeah, I I just prefer the idea of something smaller in my pocket, something lighter. Um, and I did like the fact that when you open it up, you've kind of got your like when it's kind of half folded over it's it's self-supporting so you've got the upper part of the screen with the camera on it doing the video and then the bottom part yeah. had kind of the controls inside in it so it actually if it opened up it looked like kind of a really really small laptop or something yeah and and speaking of the camera don't forget that under display camera that they've put in there oh yes yes we've been talking about the, they've been up. talking about this for years i mean the tech world has been talking about it for years when's it going to happen yeah, because they've been doing hole punch cameras now for a few years on phones, but nothing that could be completely obscured with uh, when it's not in use. What they've done here seems pretty cool. Yes. Mm. Now, how like the the technology, the way they showed it, um, like it, it looks amazing. It's kind of like it's turning on and off elements of the screen to yeah. allow the camera to view out. Mm-hmm. but still being able to show you elements of a screen like light up pixels when the camera is not in use. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's amazing. That would really look cool. And it, it's great to see it. I can't wait to see that on more and more devices. So we get rid of our notches and hole punches on, on any of the phones. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's great. And kudos to them. Kudos to them. They're, they're pretty much first in the market with a proper version of it. Really? It doesn't surprise me because, you know, Samsung and um, screens uh, go hand in hand. Yes. They're usually the the best at TVs and all that kind of stuff. So they, they know what they're doing. They yeah. Like, it, it doesn't surprise me that Samsung have come up with the solution to this. Yeah, because mm. like be, people might realize it, but Samsung provide the screens for most of the smartphones out there, including Apple. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So and they don't care. They're making money. You know, they're making money either way. Yeah. Mm. And they are ahead of the game one, as you say, on, on the screen performance, um, screen, everything to do with the technology behind the, the screens. They're pretty much, I think that it's kind of themselves and LG have the market really. That's that, it. Yeah. But yeah. I think Samsung are a little bit more ahead, yeah. uh, but LG are certainly no slouches. No, they're not. No. Is there anything else on the phones, Dave, that caught your eye? You did um, mention that well, they have, the you know, S10. again, just like hearing about the, um, the the whole the, how it was engineered to fix the problems that were on the previous generations, mm. uh, especially the hinge, because you know that's the weakest point of the phone is the moving part, right? Yeah. So the hinge is obviously going to be something that needs to to last. And the fact the fact that they were able to even waterproof it, mm. well, not waterproof, but water resistance to, I think it was. What's the rating they gave it? Was it IP6X or something like that? Yeah, I, I can't was, remember. But w- um, up to, what is it? Uh, how many minutes in one meter of water was it? Uh, yeah, something like that. I, 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 I found it funny, though. Um, 
they were they were going on about the water resistance and they showed a video of someone in the pool with the phone and then in the small print not recommended for use in the pool <laughs> <laughs> now here's here's the thing dave actually um yeah. I, I, I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about this water resistance or waterproofing and the differences between it and yeah also uh, not also but the main part of what it came out was that they're talking about normal water as in clear water like if you yeah. go into the sea you've got salt water oh yeah okay and then if something else spills on your phone like perfumes or anything like that they're a liquid but they can be corrosive so everything they're talking about here is just regular water like even in a pool you've got your chlorine inside in it and you've got all the other different mm-hmm. chemicals and that can impact and and corrode parts of your phone so that's why they kind of say like with with uh, pools we don't recommend this because it's really just fresh water they're talking about Exactly. Now, mm. w- when it comes to um, water resi- resistance, you can only trust it so much, as you said, right? So, like, for me, uh, my phone's got water resistance, but I've never put it in water. You know, right. I, I, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to suddenly jump in a pool or go to the beach and, and you know, bring it in with me in my shorts or anything like that. It's For me, it, it's there to help against accidental damage. Like, like if you, yeah. let's say, drop it into the toilet or something like exactly. that in a night out, which exactly. happens. Yeah. It happens a lot to people. You know, so it's good for that kind of thing. It's a precaution. Don't use it as a license to just bring it into any body of liquid that you happen to be going into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, even even that kind of to take it a small bit further, like people who might take their phones into the shower or something, not to use it, but to listen to music or something. You got to remember that's you've got steam. That's a gas and steam can ingress into your phone. Right. So like that's you when when they say that they're kind of water resistant, it means water, not hot steam that can get in past stuff and do damage. So exactly. and, and, and it can break down the actual seals. So that means that your phone then does become less waterproof because it can yeah. it can affect the seals on it. But that said, I mean, I think everybody at least brings their phone into the bathroom, you know, yeah. uh, and, and sometimes when they take a shower, they might have it in there with them and it might not be in the shower with them. But remember, the whole room gets steamed up when you have that shower on. Yeah, correct. So it is so one thing something to, to be careful. Of. Yeah, it is one thing to to remember, um, whether it's your phone or whether it's your watch or any device like that. It's just remember. Absolutely. Yeah. Hot steam is not its friend. Dave, let's move on a small bit. So um, uh, unless you've anything else to comment on the phones. Um, no, spec- I, I think we got through everything yeah. there, didn't we? Spec- Most of our, the, the highlights anyway. Yeah, specs-wise, they haven't changed the actual spec of the phone too much in terms of the, from the Galaxy Fold 2. Um, it, the, mainly it's just the screen. It's now a, like a, what you call it, 120 hertz screen. Uh, oh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, other than that, there hasn't been a lot of, like we're not talking about major updates in cameras or processor or anything like that. Um, it's just the engineering and the screen is much better. And yeah, I, yeah, I do hope that these become a lot more uh, ubiquitous and, and kind of that the, the mass market, as you said, gets hitting them, which brings the price down exactly exactly but you know by how much you'd wonder um i don't know i'm not completely sold on the idea of a foldable phone myself but like i said if i was to go for one it would be the bigger one but 
I would still be reluctant at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm going to wait until Apple bring out the phone that was in um, Earth Final Conflict. It's, <laughs> oh, just yeah. a little, it's just a little cylinder and you pull out the side and it rolls out. It's kind of rolled up inside in it and just yeah. pulls out. So, yeah, go, anybody who doesn't remember Earth Final Conflict, it was an old show back in the... Was it in the late 90s, 90s early 90s, I think, yeah, 99? Exactly, yeah. And... Um, Go go and do a YouTube look up or a Google on it, and um, mm. you you'll see the type of phone I'm talking about. Uh, I'm sure they could do a smaller version than that now because it was. Remember, the camera on the top foot was huge. The lens for the camera was absolutely ginormous, and the cameras nowadays are so much smaller. But it's funny you mentioned uh, the rolling phone. They, like they've been talking about that for years too, right? And mm-hmm. they've actually invented the 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 glass that can roll or whatever it yeah. is, the material that can um, hold a screen and roll, but it's never really come to market. No, I don't think it's, um, it's the technology is there. They can mm. actually do it as in have a roll rollable screen, but I don't think the quality, when you unroll it and look at it, you're not going to get the same quality as you would from a normal LCD screen. No, 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 or an AMOLED for that matter. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Dave, let's let's have a quick. Uh, we'll just spend a quick minute talking about the Galaxy Buds two because I don't think there was major updates in it. Um, yeah. Like it, it it's kind of like your active noise cancellation. Um, they think better battery life. I, I don't know what else. It still uh, wasn't very impressive, though. I, I know, like, uh, I've had headphones, for example, that lasted over eight hours, Bluetooth headphones. But now, to be fair, they're headphones. They have a lot more room. They're full over-ear um, okay, yeah. Bluetooth cans. But five hours to me, I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being greedy here. I don't know. But it just didn't seem like a whole lot. Mm, I, for the size of them, I was actually impressed when they said five hours. Right. Like, what would I, what would the Apple ones get now? To be honest, I don't know. Um, well, I've never actually listened. I have the um, AirPods or whatever they're called, um, mm-hmm. but the um, the I, I've never actually listened completely in a row to to point it out. They're dead. Uh, I oh, don't okay. really notice. Like I'd be taking phone calls or I might be on a walk having a podcast and I might have to charge it every couple of days. So I don't know what the entire life of just wearing them without recharging them is. Uh, maybe I'll do a, an old field test on that uh, soon and All report right. back to you. Mm. Nope. Now, they did say, um, though, and, and maybe I should be slapped for this, but basically they, they did say that the case would add an additional 20 hours. So like if, the, if you have the case charged with you, then you can put the the headphones back in the case for a little while and give it more power, I guess. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing all the time. I'm like, I take yeah. mine out as I say, I might listen to a podcast or I might be on a phone call or something, and then I put them back in the case because it's like you just naturally do that anyway because you're not going to leave them lying around on your desk because you lose one. So I just naturally mm. put them back in my case anyway each time, and so I the case then recharges them back up. So I'm not really aware of real world usage of how many hours I'd get without a recharge. Yeah, okay, okay. But, 
Now, how the sound is, is is quite curious because I know that AKG are the ones that tune most of Samsung's audio equipment, um, and they've been tuning their even the freebie fo- headphones that they've been giving people. When I got the Galaxy S8, for example, uh, the freebie headphones that came in there were tuned by AKG as well. They weren't great, to be honest with you, but I suppose it's a cheap yeah. pair of headphones. You can only do so much with it. Yeah, correct. But I suppose with the the budget on this one, I suppose they would be able to go all out. And AKG are no slouches. I mean, like LG and all that, they're a big name in audio yeah and recording equipment and stuff like that in the professional studio akg has a place nearly in every studio right okay so yeah i i don't see much of a difference from these ones the the galaxy buds to the galaxy buds 2 i don't see besides kind of maybe battery life and as i said earlier on the maybe the active noise cancellation um but again i need i i do like the fact that they are you know the way on the Apple ones they have the stock on them for your microphone, um, yes, which probably houses a bit of the battery as well or the technology. Um, I do like that these are a lot more discreet, and I would like to try them out to see like what's the 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 beam forming for picking up your voice on it. I would like to try them out. So yeah. Dave, it's, it's a completely different type of um, you know body, and especially mm-hmm. when the the part that goes into your ear, it's got the the rubber grommet thing as well, yeah. right? So yeah. they tend to have um, very snug fits, and you normally would get different sizes with the yes. earphones or yeah, the earphones you're buying. Um, now I know the Apple um, buds have been criticised for not being able to fit every kind of ear and stuff like that because mm. I think the Pro ones have the grommet fitting though, don't they? The they Apple do, yeah. uh, buds Pro. But yeah, the, the regular do, yeah. ones don't. Yeah. So now, anecdotal evidence that I've uh, heard from people. So mm-hmm. I have the normal ones and I have never a problem with them in my ears, whether I'm running or even if I really shake my head hard as a test, they won't come out. Okay. They stick in my That's ears. Good. Yeah. But I've heard from a few people who have the pros who went from the regular ones to the pro and say that the mm-hmm. pros come out a lot easier. Even when they've oh. tried to fit them with the grommets and there's a kind of a, there's a test you can do on the phone. It goes through this audio test to see if it's kind of, I suppose the microphones and the speakers are, are doing an audio test to see what it can hear outside. Calibrating, ear. yeah. Yeah. So it basically says, oh, that's a snug fit. You've got the right ones in. And people are saying that they still seem to slip out easier. So, okay, okay. yeah. So it, it's, again... There's so many different ear sizes. It's a, an impossible thing to get right, and one fits it. One size it. fits all. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not something that they can do. I've never tried the uh, Apple earbuds in my ear before, so I don't know how it would fit. My ears are very big, so I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Um, but the the Samsung earbuds have the grommet fitting anyway. Yeah. So okay, that's Dave. That. I it's... think in the interest of research, you should go online now and buy the Galaxy Buds two, and you should buy the <laughs> Galaxy Watch four just for research purposes so you can come back here and tell us exactly and answer all our questions on these can i can i charge it to the station of course of course oh, yeah, okay. no problem that Excellent. goes to expenses my, no problem my expense account here with the yeah. station yeah yeah so what you do is just fill in the form submit it and don't call us we call you <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> all right dave um right let's move on with some i want to move on with some made stories around at the moment right so just kind of a bit of general format stuff here for the moment um so first thing is new story in the limerick post this week and it's the guardy warming warning people uh of phone scams 
and there's been victims defrauded of thousands right and we are constantly giving this warning here on the show and telling people about it but it's great to see the story in the paper again and it's it's something that i can't stress highly enough we no matter how much is said whether it's hear us talking about it or whether it's on tv or whether it's in the papers it's terrible to see that some people are still getting caught on some of these scams um, and especially the phone scams at the moment like in the in the story here in the post they were talking about one woman who received a phone call regarding her wi-fi and was asked to download an app and then they ended up getting access to her online banking and taking about three thousand from her account oh my god yeah so the the main advice here is like you have to be vigilant you don't give out any of your bank details to anybody who calls you don't um don't download stuff based on someone calling you and telling you they're from microsoft or your phone provider or your broadband provider um anytime you get something like that be very very wary uh downloading apps anything like that whether it's on your phone or whether it's on your pc you're potentially opening up something that somebody else can get access to your data. And in these cases, and I, I would I would advise anybody go on and read that story in, on um, what page is it in the post this week? I think it's on page, um, is it page nine in the post this week? Yeah, page nine. Uh, read that story. And um, if you're ever in doubt, just like terminate the call. Even if you think it's legit, even if somebody, if you're sitting there and you're asked to do something that you don't feel comfortable with, terminate the call and go get some advice, talk to someone, make sure that you're not being scammed because once they get this money, it's impossible to get the money back. Exactly. And, and you know, it's not a foolproof thing either, but ask them for a number that you can call them back on. Yes. And you can verify that by just doing a Google search on the company. Exactly. So yep. if I give out the if I give out the the company number and said oh ring me back on this number somebody can just go and Google the company look it up and see what the number is on their website does it match and and again if you just if you're in doubt the, there's no problem terminating the call there's no problem just stopping and go and get some advice from somebody that you know yeah because mm. like you know uh, most legitimate companies banks especially will never ask for any of your details over the phone it's no. it's because they know they know that this is a, a scam and they will always try to tell you do not give out any of your information because we will never ask for it so if someone is asking for it chances are they're frauds yes and like the, these people are targeting like the elderly or the yeah. non-tech savvy and they know when they get on the phone to you they know whether they're how far they're going to be able to push you uh, so it's really just no problem hang up get some advice from a friend or family member and yeah. Uh, and they might use scare tactics there. as well. They might say that, um, um, you know, the, your account is in danger. We're going to shut it down and take all your money or something like that. They might use some sort of scare tactic to make you think that you have to do something. You have to act now. Yeah. That, yeah. In reality, that would never happen. Yes. So exactly. don't believe them. Don't and, believe and them. Just say, look, call their, call their bluff and just hang up. Simple. Yeah. And even, even if it was somebody saying that your broadband is going to get cut off, that what's the worst? What would you, what would you prefer? that you missing broadband for a day while you get something sorted or you lose thousands out of your bank account. Yeah. 
So just no problem. Hang up, get advice from friend or family and don't give out any of your details and don't let anybody access your PC or your phone. You know, and when in doubt, just call your company back. Like, if you know, you, you probably have the number for your broadband company. You probably have the number for your bank. Uh, call them back, you know. Yeah. So even if you didn't ask for the number uh, from the person on the phone, just call them back and say, look, did you guys call me about this matter or whatever? And they'll probably say no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can always verify it yourself. So mm -hmm. definitely be vigilant. Please, 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 everybody be vigilant on this. All right, yeah. Dave, moving along. Bosch, the, you know the maker Bosch? I do. Yes, indeed. Um, they are um, opening up a um, technology plant in um, Limerick. And Excellent. Saying that there is going to be uh, 30 jobs over the next two years. Whereabouts is that? I don't know the actual location, but mm -hmm. um, it has been announced. Like it's it's great that they're coming to Limerick anyway. Um, yeah. And um, I think they're going to be going. It's it's going to be their automotive division. So, which kind of, uh, I suppose, semiconductors for cars, uh, which will probably be a lot down towards, maybe heading towards um, R&D in um, AI or like the, the, the driving, um, your kind of self-driving cars, maybe. Right. Okay. Yeah. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, that's brilliant. Uh, 30 jobs from Bosch over the next two years coming to Limerick. Absolutely delighted to see that. Thank you, Bosch. And we welcome you to Limerick. Mm. Now, speaking of self-driving cars, how about a self-driving human? What? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So, Tesla, Elon Musk announced the other day that Tesla are going to be making this Cyberbot. Oh, <laughs> and the announcement was kind of I found it kind of um, uh, comical because uh, he, he started off by saying things like uh, this will be this will be designed to be friendly. Right. That, um, and that you could outrun it if you needed to <coughs> and, and you could overpower it if you needed to. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. not going to kill you in your sleep okay <laughs> <laughs> it's um it, it okay they they just gave a kind of a, rend, a render of this thing that really just looked yeah. like a render of a mannequin and saying that they're going to have a beta version of it next year now he started off by saying that like because they have so many robots on wheels which is like the the tesla um, autopilot system for the self-driving cars and he did i don't think he probably meant to say this but he said that they were semi-sentient cars, <laughs> right so he he may need to go look that up uh, the the meaning of sentient because uh, none of the cars that tesla make can think for themselves uh but maybe in the future maybe when they come and take over the world that all the tesla cars will start thinking for oh, themselves. No. but uh, and this is the guy that warned us all that ai was going to take over and kill us all yeah exactly so yeah. but uh it, it was just interesting to say that the, like the, the specs in these things were that it's going to be about five foot eight inches high uh okay. it's going to weigh about 125 pounds which is about 57 kilograms and it's capable of carrying 20 kg or deadlifting 70 kg right so it's it's brief is to eliminate dangerous repetitive and boring tasks which mm -hmm. means it's going to go to work for all of us 
Okay. Because that's what everybody's job is. It's either yeah. dangerous, repetitive or boring. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't um, know. But um, have you, you ever seen the show Humans on Channel that 4? That was it's, exactly what was in my yeah. head. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. And they say, he said that there was going to be a screen on this that would kind of project a human face. Uh, so to, for, for the interactions with you. So they're obviously not going to try and make an actual human humanoid face kind of thing with moving parts uh, right. but the rest of it looked like it was completely modeled on a human in terms of hands feet like it's just exactly the same as a human um, and to me if I was going making something that's robotic I would try and make something that's more enhanced to a human exactly superior yeah exactly yeah. So we're hardly perfect like you yeah. know give it four arms yeah yeah, why not? Two? Why two? Give it four so it can do more things. <laughs> can wash the dishes and dry them at the same time. Extendable arms. <laughs> can do all the housework all at once. Yeah. Go, go, uh, get it. <laughs> so, uh, I anyway. Like, um, I, I love technology. I do. But, um, I'm, I, I, look, I don't have sleepless nights over, but it's kind of concerning where this could go, you know? Yeah. But at least you'll be able to outrun it. Yeah. Well, I don't know about me, but <laughs> you will be able to anyway. Once you start getting your, your sleep-filled nights, you'll be able to run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the, like, I don't know. He's saying that it'll be there next year, that they'll have kind of a, a test version of it. I can't see it happening. I think we're years away from any kind of, like, meaningful humanoid robots in our houses or around oh, doing yeah, things for, for sure. us. Uh, so I don't know. I think he's just kind of, Throwing something I wouldn't out be. Uh, I wouldn't be throwing away your Roomba yeah. just yet. Like the Tesla and Musk, they they don't have a good track record for me, track record for meeting deadlines anyway. For mm. different things they've announced in the back, like uh, in the well, past. the Cybertruck is delayed. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So um, and loads of times they've missed uh, deadlines for shipping the cars and um, putting like out the. I think he said something like a couple of years ago. He said that there would be a million robot taxis on the road last year, <laughs> but that didn't happen either. No. <laughs> okay. So Tesla bot can't wait. Oh, actually, I don't think they give it a name, did he? Um, no, he didn't. I don't think he actually gave it a, an actual name. So let's call it Bob. Bob, okay. Yeah. Apologies for oh, yeah, like Bob's Bob. out there. <laughs> 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 I think it would be a good name, Bob. Right. Um, right, next one, Dave, in the general area, is Troy Studios out in Castle Troy. You know Troy mm -hmm. Studios? Of course, Absolutely yeah. fabulous place where they make some great shows and I want to talk about one of them in a minute um, but they have been sold to Hackman Capital Partners so uh, they've been oh and Square Mile Capital Management so Tri Studios have been sold and apparently another place called Ardmore Studios uh, which I think are they based in Wexford? Wicklow I think isn't oh, it? Yeah, or Wicklow, Wicklow or Wexford yeah. one of those yeah, two of those. yeah so both of those have been acquired and um that's like it, it. I think it. It furthermore, but like the acquisition of these from the these uh, capital management places, it really I think cements their place in Limerick and gives them more solidity going forward. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, and I was wondering if it was going to be like a good thing or a bad thing because, uh, you know, I don't know who owned it before, but... Um, yeah, yeah, as long as uh, as long as it means more jobs, more productions in the end Correct. at the end of the day, then that's great. Yeah, I think when these capital uh, management places, uh, VCs, when they come in and acquire a company like that, they can see the potential of it, and they know mm. that they need to like that acquiring this is a good future commercial plan for them. It's it's like so. I think uh, the fact of what they've done so far and how good they've been so far is um, it, it really does cement their place in Limerick a bit more. Um, and Tri Studios, uh, they produced a few things for Netflix before, but they're, uh, the new uh, Foundation series is coming to Apple TV Plus in September. And I, I don't know, have you ever read any of the books, The Foundation, Isaac? I haven't, Asma? no. All right, so these were written in the 50s. Uh, the first trilogy, I think he started off in the 50s and then wrote a subsequent four more, I think it was in the from the 80s onwards. And they've been heralded as some of the best science fiction work ever. Uh, like I've I've read the first one and OK, it's like the whole thing is it's set about civilization and humanity and the rise and fall of civilizations. And it's over a thousand year period. So it's going to be, it's, it was always termed as something that was unfilmable because it was set over such a long period. How do you keep characters in it? Because like nobody lives a thousand years. So how do right. you keep the character going? Hmm. Yeah. And the, 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 this thing, Apple have commissioned it. And I think the, the pitch that was put to Apple to actually get this into production was uh, this is to be considered <clears throat> a thousand year chess game. That was near chess game. Yeah. Interesting. So, and when is it um when's it due out? I think it's the twenty third of September. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna definitely check that one out. Yeah. So it's it it I can't wait for that to come out. And that was all filmed locally here in Limerick by Tri Studios. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um yeah, absolutely. Like um you know, I don't think I've ever watched a show films in Troy, but uh I should probably do a bit of research, see what's been um, filmed over there in the last was, few years and try and, and get into it. There was a show on Netflix called Night Flyers. Yeah, yeah, I that remember was that. Only, there was only one season of it that got dropped after that. Um, yeah, I kind of liked so, it. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't amazing, but it was, uh, I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I never gave it a go, so I'm going to try and see if it's still around and give it a go. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Dave, we've only a few more minutes left to go, right? So, um the one thing, the big thing, the, I suppose it's a it's a big, big story. So I don't know, should we fit it in here or should we do it again sometime? And uh, this is the CSAM scanning of the data that Apple redu- announced recently. Oh, God. Yeah, we completely uh, missed that one this week. Um, yeah, um, maybe we should probably do um, a show of it, uh, a whole show of it. But but I mean, is there something that you would like to make clear to everybody of what it is and what it isn't? Maybe. Um, well, yeah, I think we could actually do a lot more talking on this. Uh, there's, there, there's, it's a huge, huge story. Uh, ju- okay, what we'll do is we'll just give a quick brief on it now, and I think maybe next show we'll cover this in depth and give it the the attention that it deserves. But okay. effectively, recently Apple announced that they were going to be going to start scanning um, images on devices. Well, actually, it was picked up as though it was going to be on devices. 
Uh, That's the way the media reported it. Yeah. Yes, correct. So the scanning uh, uh, and the hashing of these things will be done on a device on your iPhone. So it's specifically to iPhone and iCloud and iMessage. And the whole thing is that it's going to be looking for any uh, child sexual exploitation images and reporting on that. So to me, on the face of that, that's a good thing because anything that's protecting people or reporting on child sexual exploitation is a good thing. But there was a huge backlash on this as to the potential privacy concerns about it. And what we'll do is we'll go into all that more in depth in the next show, Dave. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, there's there's a lot to this. There's a lot of false information, but there's a lot of legitimate concerns as well. All right, cool. Yeah, I just got a couple of things, if you don't mind, before go we go. Yeah. Okay, so the Google Pixel 6 was announced, kind of loosely announced by Google um, in, within the last month, I think. Okay. Um, but we knew it was coming. And yeah. apparently it's going to have its own Google Samsung made processor. So Google's working with Samsung the same way as Apple has done in the past to make their chips for their iPhones. Uh-huh. So this is going to be basically the Android iPhone, if you will. It's going to be the one to watch. Uh-huh. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it performs and what kind of features it has and stuff like that. And if it really is a true flagship, um, because the Pixel phones so far, they've been good in certain aspects, but just not, they just haven't been great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this could really distinguish itself from every other phone on the market. Okay. And you're going to buy one of those as well. Well, look, I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be a, a steaming pile of poop. Yeah. I just yeah. don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let the um, tech guys, uh, the tech channels that get free, um, freebie sent to them, check it out yeah. first and see how, the, see what they think. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I, don't, I yeah. don't like the look of it too much. I don't think it's a very good looking phone, but it's it certainly touted to be a very capable phone and um, the camera array at the back a big camera bump by the way but mm. it, you know if you like your photography this could be you know unfortunately this is what's needed you, you need that big camera bump to uh yeah. fit in all the technology so yeah. you know it's the way it is at this point anyway can i give a so, top anyway, tip to listeners sorry? about can i give a top tip to listeners about taking photos with your your device your phone you know the, the digital zoom, zoom that people like, they end up zooming in on something? Yeah. All you end up with by doing that is getting more handshake into the image, like a lot more kind of uh, mm. destabilization. Doing that, because it's doing digital zoom, take the phone, take the picture at normal zoom. Just take it normally and then crop it afterwards. You get the same exactly. result. You get the exact same result. So zooming Pretty in on the up. picture after it's taken is just as good and probably better because you don't get as much um, destabilization in it. Right. But uh, some phones are coming with optical zoom now as well. So, you know, that's kind of the thing with the bump. Like, it yeah, is, you're, um, you're switching yeah. from one camera lens to another. Yeah. So if you have that and you can switch from one to your 2x zoom um, lens, then yeah, mm. do that. But don't pinch and zoom on the screen on the screen itself because you're just going to all you're doing is kind of just blowing up what you can do with the image after you take it anyway true true mm-hmm. so top yeah. tip there okay great uh, any more Dave? yeah one more thing um i was reading yesterday that moderna apparently are starting phase one trials of a hiv vaccine oh yeah wow 
phase one trials of HIV. Uh, so what they're doing is they're doing a test on roughly 50 or so um, people um, who are negative for the virus. And um, yeah, so I don't know how long it takes to get to phase two or to market from phase one, but... That's well, promising. If they're, getting, if they're getting to phase one of human trials, they must have been doing a huge amount of research on this before. Absolutely, yeah, been, yeah. It, it, so, yeah. Wow. So while, and, and apparently they, with the, the whole COVID thing, they that really helped them, um, you know, with the science around it. Yeah. Mm. So think, there you go. So Moderna, yeah. uh, HIV vaccine, keep an eye on that one. All right. Time to invest in some shares. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> right, uh, we're out of time, Dave. Uh, we are. Thanks again. And you know what? We will pick up on this, um, the iCloud photo uh, scanning, image uh, scanning thing on the next episode, and we'll give that a good bit of a chat. Cool. All right, Dave. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Have a good one, guys. See you later. Thanks for joining us here on the Pooh Bar on Limerick City Community Radio 99.9 FM across Limerick City and County with thanks to our friends from Wired FM. Pooh Bar is sponsored by the Limerick Post newspaper and the music is kindly supplied by Dylan Finn and the Dead Post and you can find their great music on Spotify or on Apple Music. We'll be back again in two weeks' time. Bye-bye.